0: Hey, welcome into episode 26 of the best coast fantasy football podcast my name is brandon i am here with the worth brothers josh and jordan how we doing boys
1: doing good hey doing awesome thanks yeah. bro good good
0: man what happened on thursday the trade finally came through cmc to the niners is
2: it a
1: freedom is it is he free yeah Oh, he's yeah,
2: free. <laughs> he's free, man. And no, I don't think anybody wants to be on that that Panthers team, and now even less. You know, CMC yep. was really the only guy getting anything done there. So, uh it's a it's a rough situation for the Panthers and poor we'll, DJ uh, Moore.
1: Yeah, like, that's... So w-
2: <sighs> yeah, it's brutal, and they're not going to trade him. Um, no, they got rid of the two contracts that they wanted to get rid of, which was Robbie Anderson and CMC. And so now, you know, they have a lot of extra draft picks. I was talking before the show to Josh about how uh, this is going to be likely a destination for a a pretty, uh, pretty good running back uh, in this upcoming draft. You know, like they've got extra second and third round picks now. So I could definitely see them using a second or third round pick on a on a good running back.
0: I think Zach would die if Bijan ends up going there like (laughs) he would be so upset. He's been so excited about him in Dynasty for so long. And then he just goes to the Panthers and like in fairness to
1: the Panthers, CMC has been great despite being a player for the Panthers. So it it couldn't, you know, it doesn't necessarily spell demise.
2: Well, and they're going to have a new quarterback almost certainly. You know, they're going to be in the running for the first overall pick. So, yes, they'll have a brand new head coach. They'll have a brand new quarterback. Um, Maybe they'll try and, I mean, maybe they'll keep Baker or Sam Darnold as kind of a branch quarterback to get through the first couple games or something while they help get the rookie up to speed. Or, you know, or maybe they'll bring in somebody even better. Maybe they'll bring in, like, a Flacco or, you know. I mean, (laughs) I'm I'm not saying it's great, but, like, to try and help the rookie move along you know somebody sure. who has experience and who's played some playoff games that would probably be better than actually bring like Maybe keeping like bakers Ryan. there you go yeah, yeah he how, last much, many, how much how so. much is
0: baker and darnold gonna be able to teach a rookie nothing like,
2: nothing yeah. you don't want those guys there teaching your rookie so hopefully you know they can entirely like revamp this offense they have some promising young guys on the defensive side so it's not like they're just throwing away everything and completely building from scratch like they can go forward with what they have on the defense and you know maybe they'll try and get out of like one or two more uh contract situations on the defensive side that they don't really like but they've they've got a decent defense and they can make that work going forward so they can really focus on the offense this offseason uh, try and get somebody in t- alongside their rookie quarterback that they'll certainly take in the first round. Like that's, you know, we have to assume that's what's going to happen. So I think well, in the second or third the imp- round, we could definitely see an interesting running back there though.
0: Let's talk about the implications on the other side now with him going to the 49ers. I mean, obviously we know, you know, rest in peace to all Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson owners, me, I'm one of them. Yeah, and
2: Jeff Wilson's still worth owning. Um, and Mitchell will be when he comes back because they're not going to, you know, like they're going to give CMC a lot of work, but they run the ball a ton when they're successful at it. So.
0: But what is this? Uh, I mean, what does this do in like a super flex league to, you know, Jimmy G even?
1: Um, Jordan and I were talking about that before the show. And we if the. If CMC is here, the offense is going to be better. It's going to be more opportunity for Jimmy G to score through the air. I think it's going to happen, you know, that that as far as effects for players on San Francisco, I think it's Jimmy G and Brandon Ayuk are probably the two that get the most benefit.
0: Yeah. What happens to Debo? I mean, are you worried about Debo's value at all? I mean, I'm not worried about Debo. Do you think this opens him up more as a as a wide receiver now, though?
2: I think so. And I also think you're going to see times when both of them are in the backfield because that just creates absolute matchup Chaos. nightmares for the opposing defense. Yeah. Um. You know, when you can try and get them in a situation where they're, you know, in man trying to play man coverage on Devo and CMC, both coming out of the backfield. Like that's, you know, you can't good luck. Um, so, you know, it's, I think this is just a huge boost for the offense overall. Um, you've got you know Kittle, I or Kittle, CMC, and Debo as your yak guys, and Ayuk to kind of take the top off of defenses. So I just really feel like this opens things up for the whole team.
0: Do you um, do you think this hurts CMC's dynasty value at all, though, with Lance you know coming back next year?
1: Well, let me ask you this. What happens if Jimmy G wins the Super Bowl this year?
0: He won't, but if he does, um I, I yeah, I mean how how do you bench him again? You know? Uh I know you if you spent the Super Bowl,
1: you get a paycheck. You
0: know they spent a ton to get Lance. Um, do you try and recoup some of that and trade him and keep Jimmy G? Or you know, what do you, what do you do at that point? But I mean, I guess, hypothetically th- speaking, if, if Lance does end up being the quarterback again next year, um, does this hurt CMC? Cause we see that he doesn't check down as much to the running back position. He runs a lot more now that could change also with this injury. Maybe they try and protect him more and they turn him into more of a check down
1: type. It could also change with the addition of CMC
2: yeah yeah we've seen this narrative play out before where we go oh this quarterback doesn't check down and then he gets a running back that is a a seriously good pass catcher and they they check down way more yeah because you design stuff that way there's a difference between the
1: average running backs passing chops and then this you know this running back or like the even the top tier like we we see guys who are that good go into an offense and they all of a sudden command targets so it just happens like that. If you're good at running routes out of the backfield and you're open, then you're going to get to play a scheme for you. So, yeah,
2: the, you know, a uh, shout out to uh, another great fantasy football podcast, the ballers. They've always talked about how uh, commanding targets is a skill and like Christian McCaffrey commands targets. Like yeah. it's, it's going to happen. So, I just think it's a big bump for the offense. I think, you know, going to a much better offense is going to give CMC more opportunities at touchdown. I think the Niners will score more touchdowns over the back half of the season than they would have and be a lot more efficient. So I like Jimmy G as like a a matchup type um, streaming option in a one QB league and love him as like my second quarterback in a two QB league. That's, you know, this is going to be a lot yeah, yeah, just extra yak out of the backfield for every every time he dumps off the ball, you're getting you know you're gonna get way more efficiency than you would out of a uh, an Elijah Mitchell or a Jeff Wilson. Um, yak being have... yards after catch too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So game breaking speed, like, um, and you know, and more in the running game too. I think this really helps with what the Niners want to do. They want to be like a run heavy and play action kind of team. And they've you know, this is an easy solution as long as everybody stays healthy, which I think is really the only worry here. Like the Niners are always banged up and Christian McCaffrey has been banged up for two years. So uh, you just have to hope that things work out on that side and that this can, you know, just be really good for the offense overall, because if they can get healthy on the defensive side, that makes this one of the best teams in football. They're going to be fun to watch.
0: So until until Mitchell, you know, is off IR, Jeff Wilson's still somebody that you suggest holding on to. I mean,
2: yeah, uh,
1: I think, you know, I
0: mean, he's he's still a really, really good handcuff. Um, You know, it's it's hard to let him go. I mean, I understand if you're now in a place where you absolutely have to find a starting running back because we've had a lot of injuries. We've had a lot happen to the running back position. So I understand if you absolutely have to drop him. But I really don't know what is out there on the waivers that could make that big of a difference?
1: That's exactly um, what I'm
0: thinking. So, yeah, yeah, that's going to be interesting. I, I can't wait to see it. i um, curious to see if he plays this week. Um, you know, it's already a, a pretty close line uh, for the chiefs and the Niners game. Uh, and I think if CMC plays, this game could go either way. Um, personally, as a Bronco fan, I'm sure you as a Raiders fan, you hope that the Niners pull this one
2: off.
1: Oh yeah. Uh
0: so well,
1: one thing too, CMC won't be putting up fantasy points this
2: week, right? That's the, the- uh, So it sounds like he's gonna play and they're talking about yeah, he's gonna get limited snaps, but they wanna try and get him in on red zone plays. And so okay. I I was gonna ask you guys about that. Like I I'm I own CMC in several different spots and in our dynasty league, like He's kind of the only running back I could really start. Like would you start Raheem Mostert over him?
0: I probably would this week. Just Or
2: James <laughs> Robinson?
0: I wouldn't start James Robinson over him. You huh. could still get more points I think out of out of CMC. It it, it really all comes down to if he's going to play. I mean, uh, you know, we they haven't made an official announcement. That's the scary part is He's already you know, at
2: practice though.
0: Yeah, he is at practice, but I don't know. I mean, and he, I guess he like dove right into wanting to learn the playbook, and he's sure. asked specifically to play in this game.
2: Um, he probably he probably learned the playbook on the flight to San Francisco. Like this guy is elite a because boy. he's he's serious about what he does. So I have no doubt that like he could be effective in this game if he does play. It's just how confident is Shanahan in. Putting somebody in that does you know doesn't fully grasp the system at this point still has a lot to learn but um you know it's he's he's an elite player and they, I think they'd be smart to use him even if it's limited you know even yeah. if it's try and get him six or seven touches in this game and he's CMC like he could take six or seven touches into you know he could turn that into double digit fantasy points especially so,
0: against the Chiefs
2: yeah if you're in a jam I I. You know, you got to watch and make sure that he's going to play and try and have some kind of backup option. But I don't like you don't think he should just be on your bench right now. I don't think you have to bench him. Cool.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, we can talk a little bit, too, when we get into these flex options later. Some of the running back positions, like who would we rather put in there over him? But I don't think there's too many that I would rather start over CMC just because of what CMC can do with one catch. I mean, you know, realistically, Uh, especially against the chiefs defense that can give up points. Um, So let's uh, let's jump over to the Thursday night recap though. Uh, We got um, quite a bit of flex options and stuff to talk about later on, because we're trying to change up the episodes a little bit so we can give you guys our perspective on some different players. So the Thursday night recap, the saints, 34 Cardinals, 42, the most points probably, you know, between this game was more points than all the other Thursday night games combined, Uh, Andy Dalton had a rough end to the half, uh, back-to-back pick sixes. Uh, but he was, he finished the game pretty good for a, you know, fantasy standpoint, 30 for 47, 361 yards, four touchdowns. Like I said, he did have the three first half interceptions.
1: Um, there was one point where it was like, he threw a touchdown and then threw two pick sixes. So it was like three plays in a row. He had thrown a touchdown to somebody.
0: And in our uh, in our Best Coast uh, Dynasty League, you get punished a lot more for uh, giving up a pick six. You actually lose like five total points instead of you know two.
2: Um, Somebody set the league up wrong.
0: (laughs) How could you do that, Jordan? Um, But yeah, (laughs) yeah. so he only scored you like twenty. But in a you know in a normal league, you scored about twenty six fantasy points, which is not terrible. Um, You know, I'm curious. Do they go back to Winston now? Um yeah, you, know, I think or so. you think that there there's no, you know, QB controversy? I mean, Winston could've played in this game, so you know, and they still elected to go with Andy it, Dalton. So isn't the
1: point of going with Andy Dalton that he's gonna like protect the ball better?
2: And then he throws three interceptions. Two of them. Two two of them six, six.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I yeah. get it.
2: I, uh... Um I think they probably go back to Jameis as long as he's actually healthy. Andy Dalton was banged up entering this game, too. So I was kind of surprised. It's something to monitor for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, Kamara was only 11 for 49 on the ground. He was kind of taken out of the game as far as the rushing side early because of uh, them falling behind so quick with those pick sixes. Um, And then even in the second half, It was frustrating as a Camaro owner. I own him in every league that I am in. Um, It was frustrating that you would see he would be like open and they would bomb the ball down the field, or then when Ingram would go in, they would check down to Ingram. Like it was like Camaro wasn't used, and then and then at the end of the game he started getting used. So he was seven for fifty six through the air. So not a terrible day um, for Camaro. If you were a you know if you started Camaro, he ended with like fourteen or fifteen fantasy points, depending on what type of league you're in. But it was um,
1: frustrating to watch. You're right. It was. It was very frustrating
0: to watch. I mean, even the the touchdown that went to Taysom Hill. Um, you know, Kamara doesn't get those opportunities this season, and and that's a little that's a little frustrating to see. Um, I as wonder a Kamara
1: owner. if if really Taysom Hill has earned those opportunities, and I under, and it's not so much that like Alvin Kamara lost them. Do You know what I mean? No, I, I He's agree. Have to come I, I from think-
2: somewhere yeah i think you're right on that one um yeah i don't think i like when i watch camara i don't think he's lost a step or anything he still looks really really good on especially in the passing game he still looks awesome and it's keep checking down to him and they they don't yeah he's great in open space he makes guys miss he's uh very talented so he has
0: some good matchups coming up too i think we're gonna see a little bit more out of him i expect the touchdowns to eventually come i don't think it's possible that he has a Sanders type season where he doesn't get a touchdown.
1: Do you think it's um, one of those things where like you should go buy him based on, he's just kind of putting up a four right now.
0: I definitely yeah. would. If you could get if him right now. Yeah. If you can buy low on him right now, I definitely would try. Uh, I think there's a lot of Camaro owners out there that are a little frustrated. In um, you know, if you can play the narrative of Taysom Hill, getting all the touchdowns, you might be able to buy him pretty cheap. So um, it's worth it to put a flyer out there, see what they would be interested in getting for him. But if it's going to cost you, you know, a Dalvin cook or something like that. Um, I mean, even, even a, a Dalvin cook, if you had a package deal where you got Camara plus, it's not even a bad option to me. Um, cause I, I like Camara. I think he has a really, really safe floor. So um, Chris Alave though, in this game was great. Uh, seven for 106, didn't get a touchdown cause they went to... Um, you know, a few different players where he got another touchdown, that guy just seems to find the end zone when he's filling in for Michael Thomas and, and, uh, Jarvis Landry. Uh, Juwan Johnson though, in this game was the, the, the name to have a uh, five for 32 and two touchdowns, uh, filled in really well for Adam Troutman, um, the tight end position. So, you know, that's a true tight end. Uh, you know, they have, uh, Taysom Hill listed you know. as a tight end, but Yeah, I don't think he's actually a tight end, so... And then on the other side of the ball... Yeah, go ahead. (laughs)
2: He's a... He's a gadget.
1: Well, that's not a real designation, so tight end works. Like a...
2: (laughs) Quarterback running back?
0: Yeah, I don't know what he is. Um, He's probably running back.
2: I think running back is probably a closer designation to what he does than tight end. I think that's a fair point.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I... I think it's interesting that, you know, that's the designation that he's given on, you know, a lot of apps and things like that. But it is what it is um, on the other side of the ball. Kyler Murray was super efficient in this game. 20 for 29, 204 yards and a touchdown. He also was seven for 30 rushing. So, you know, pretty good game out of Kyler. He just had to basically take care of the ball in the second half to to pull off the win here.
1: Yeah, the uh, defense he, tried to win it for him really early. So
0: which is really surprising because the Cardinals defense has been Terrible this season. And yeah, they had a great game here. Uh Eno Benjamin was 12 for 92 on the ground and a touchdown. He was also four for 21 receiving. So you were happy if you threw him into your lineup to fill in for James Conner. Um, you know, speaking of James Connor, where do you think that is when he's back and ready to go? Because he was a game time decision. Do you think he goes back into the role basically that Eno has, and then Eno takes over the Keontae Ingram role? or do you think it's more of a split going forward
2: i would expect to see james connor come back to a lot of touches
0: yeah that's kind of that's kind of where i'm at with it as well
2: so
1: you know did have it have a nice game though and props to him for that and you know maybe a few more of those can come this season
2: he's gonna keep seeing the the backup role and and like you know uh taking he's probably gonna have kind of yeah that Keontae Ingram role the you know Keontae Ingram was nine for 14 and a touchdown Eno's probably not had his last touchdown on the season and he's gonna have some other games where he gets you know nine or ten touches yeah, and I, maybe I see a more reception double digit touches to, you know so he'll be f-
0: he'll be like a possible flex worthy depending on matchup type of a play yeah if
2: yeah. you think they're gonna win by a lot then he's probably a decent flex like, every once in a while like as we go through bye weeks and there's so many injuries and stuff there's too many times when you might have to flex him, and he's not—he's not all that bad. And he's a great handcuff. So yeah, yeah, elite handcuff. Kyler, pretty much. Yeah.
0: Kyler got his uh, his safety blanket back. DeAndre Hopkins ten for one hundred and three. Uh, it just seemed like right every back time back, he dude. needed somebody, he just went to Hopkins, and he caught them all.
1: Hopkins' first hundred yard game in like a whole season. He didn't have one last season, so yeah, it's. Back I expect Malone more block. of these. Yeah.
0: Um, Rondell Moore only had one for 31. Um, but I expect that to change a little bit. This was another one of those games where Rondell Moore had to play on the outside because, uh, Robbie Anderson wasn't active for this game and without Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore couldn't play in the slot. So I, you know, I was wrong on this one. I thought Moore was going to have a pretty good game in this
1: game. I apologize um, to anybody who played him. Cause I, yeah, I said the same thing.
0: Yeah, it's it just him playing on the outside. It kind of limits him. He's not an outside receiver. He is a slot receiver. So, you know, I expect that to change a little bit once Robbie Anderson comes in and he plays on the outside and they can put, you know, uh, Ronda Moore back in the slot, catch those passes in the backfield. And, you know, I think it'll be a little bit different from that that standpoint.
2: So the team keeps else? talking about wanting him to be more and more involved. And then he gets one reception. Like, I'm not I think. Hopefully you're right and that it's just not the right role for him. And when he can be in the slot with two good guys on the outside that, I mean, Robbie Anderson's not near as exciting as if it was Hopkins and Hollywood Brown on the outside, but you know, it it might help him to be back in that slot role full time. And uh, yeah, I think we'll probably see less and less of Greg Dortch as the season continues on. Is he droppable? I think so. I, I would, think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, You, you know, you, you might have hang, to go drop him right now. No, probably. you might hang on to him until Hollywood comes back. But once Hollywood comes back, definitely. Cool. Yeah. Um,
0: all right. You guys want to hop into the daily roundabout?
2: Let's go. Let's go around. Right.
0: Uh, Russell Wilson has been ruled out for week seven with the hamstring injury, but Brett Ripon is going to start at quarterback. Uh, his only win of his career though, did come against the jets. (laughs) So this'll, you know, this'll be kind of interesting. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about like the options in this game, uh, later on in the the episode. So I'll just kind of jump over to the, the next part. JK Dobbins is out four to six weeks. He has been placed on IR. Uh, he did have his knee scoped. Um, this is crazy. I mean, yeah, we saw the knee tightness. That's all they said it was. Yeah. But this is kind of interesting going forward.
2: Uh, It's garbage. You know, I don't... It is. Um, I wanted to ask you guys about this because, you know, I think a lot of people went to the waiver wire and grabbed Kenyon Drake. um, But I'm seeing a lot of people on on Twitter, especially talking about uh, Justice Hill. Where are you guys at with those two as far as what you think the split's going to look like?
0: Well, and they activated... Uh, Gus Edwards Gus bus on this one this week yeah, as well. So I don't
2: think he's going to play this week. I'm not sure on that, but
0: I like the Kenyon Drake this week. Um, I think he earned the role essentially with how good he played last week. So if I was to have to start somebody or an emergency start, as far as you lost JK Dobbins or you need a running back, I, I like um, Kenyon Drake this week, especially going against the Browns. Um I'm would you, you would you start him over
2: CMC? No, man, that's tough. Uh, the Browns are a great matchup. Um, it is a great matchup.
0: Man, that's a uh, that that's that's interesting. I, th- I mean, I, I, I
1: think if, as long as CMC's in and he's going to get six to ten touches, then I want that over, you know, a presumed fifteen touches from Drake.
0: Yeah, but 15 touches against the Browns can turn into a whole lot. I would almost probably go with the volume of Drake. Um, honestly, I, I probably would.
2: So, ju- I mean, Justice Hill's been out, right? Yes. I
0: I, right? I would lean I would lean Drake. Um, personally, I, I like the matchup. I like uh, the volume that he could get. I mean, if he gets you know 15 to 18 touches in this game, that's a really safe floor. Whereas CMC. Yes, he may get the touches, and we may see a few red zone packages, but that doesn't mean that he's going to get the touches or he's going to get the touchdowns because they could just send him out there as like a distraction, and then you see, you know, Ayuk catch a touchdown or Debo get a touchdown because they're so focused on the fact they brought CMC into the game.
1: Okay, let me throw another one at you just because we're going to talk about flex options later, anyways. But uh, Tony Pollard plays Detroit. Would you play? drake over pollard no
0: i would probably play pollard this week i I like both the running backs in that game cool
1: i think i'm with you on that i would play both dallas running backs over either of those
2: options i don't know if if you guys really think drake's gonna get that kind of workload like you're you're hoping that pollard takes advantage of the matchup because we know zeke's gonna see more volume than pollard whereas if you know if uh, if Drake's going to see all that volume in Baltimore, I think I'd rather, you know, take the volume. It's also a good matchup. I think I'd play Drake over Pollard. And then I think I'd play Pollard over anybody else in Baltimore, like a Justice Hill or anything like that. Yeah. I mean,
0: I guess I do see that. I guess if we are talking 15 to 18 touches against a Browns defense and that offense, that is a good point, you know. Um, yeah. And with I mean, that
1: Pollard's coming back. Anywhere from- eight to 15 touches more more often close to 15 so
2: yeah but in that good like in a good running matchup the reason that you are interested in starting pollard is because you think it's kind of a foregone conclusion that uh zeke's gonna have a good game and that they might be able to get some good touches to pollard as well right so like yeah like I, i mean i like zeke this week do you guys yeah I
1: like them both this week, though. So there you go. Because I think
2: Zeke is guaranteed the 15 to 20 touches. Pollard's is kind of dependent on how much they're up already and how much they've scripted some certain things for him. So I doubt. I really, really like Zeke this week. Really like Zeke. I know. Me too. Yeah. Which I kind of hate. Yeah. I hate liking Zeke that much. Yeah. Yeah. And Dax coming back.
1: I like a lot of guys this week for Dallas.
0: Well, they're going against the worst. Run defense and worse pass defense. So, yeah. um, but over to the the next one. Uh, DJ Shark has been placed on IR. Um, what is Shark dealing with? I didn't realize that he had been placed on IR. So,
2: you know, I knew I, he was out, but I didn't see this coming at all. Me either. Uh, so, ankle. Well, well your oh ankle. An ankle. Wow, ankle
0: injury. Is it a high ankle sprain? Is that what's keeping him out then? It's the only thing I can think of that they'd place him on IR for four weeks for an ankle,
2: it must be.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, that's something to keep an eye on because you've got uh, Josh Reynolds and Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh. So you
1: Josh know that's Reynolds something is also questionable with an ankle injury. Yeah,
0: which means going against that Dallas defense. Oof, man, that could be interesting. But
2: yeah, this could be rough. I think Amon Ross St. Brown's going to see a lot of volume. Um, it could also be beneficial for Hawkinson. I think Swift is going to go. So I think those three guys are going to pretty much see all of the targets. Yeah. But Dallas is a good defense. This yeah, could be man. rough when we saw Goff really struggle in his last outing against the Patriots.
1: I've seen people say they're really excited to play DeAndre Swift now that he's coming back, even if it's limited touches. But I'm personally a little worried about Swift coming back to play this Cowboys defense that, is this elite?
0: Yeah, but I think him getting touches in the backfield will help him. Um, I think Amon Ross St. Brown will be okay too, because uh, a lot of his catches come in the middle of the field and, you know, Diggs doesn't play in the middle of the field uh, very much. So, you know, I think Amon Ross St. Brown will still get his catches. It's just going to be, they're going to be a lot shorter catches uh, this week. I don't, I don't expect a lot of really deep catches for St. Brown this week. So yeah, um, that's just kind of where I'm at. But that defense is just straight. We're seeing just straight Cowboys lead.
1: get penetration, and that, that's what kills run games a lot of the time. Are you guys yeah. worried about the run game with Detroit?
0: I would not start Jamal Williams. I and mean, we kind of talked about that, but I, I worry a little bit about Jamal Williams. So
2: I think, yeah, against this defense, the only way I'd start him is if we find out that Swift isn't going to play. Okay. Yeah. Agreed.
0: Uh, Darren Waller's been ruled out this week with that hamstring injury. Um, not the best news. I mean, that's that's two weeks that he had to to not practice with the bye week and still out with the hamstring injury. So, yeah. Um, and I think Hunter Renfro is also questionable in this yeah, game. Yeah,
2: I'm expecting he'll play, but he is questionable and is a little if banged he's up out. Right now.
0: If he's out, too. How do you guys feel about Mac Collins?
2: I like right. Mac Collins if they're both yeah, out. Yeah, I think if he's out too, you can probably play Mac Collins. He should see the target volume. He's not, he's not, and against very, the
0: Houston defense, that's, you know, yeah. that should be
2: great. Yeah, it's a good matchup, which is why we like uh, Derek Carr this week. Mm. So I think, I think, yeah, if they're both, if, if they're both out, Hollins is not a bad play. And you know what? With, with Waller out and because of the good matchup, Foster Moreau's is a guy you can look at at tight end. He's had some really big games when Waller's been out.
1: I looked to put yeah. him in a DFS lineup because he's like dirt cheap.
2: Yeah,
0: I could see that too. Uh, Josh Kelly's been ruled out of this game. So Isaiah, Isaiah Spiller will be active for this game, his first active game um, they announced. So, you know, maybe we could actually see Spiller out there, see what he can do.
2: Um, uh, I think I think Sony Michelle's gonna see the like most carries behind. Uh, oh, definitely, Schegler. yeah, definitely. That's, yeah, who, that's what that we too. saw the last game that Kelly missed. So uh, yeah. I think if you really, really badly need somebody to play at running back, you could do a little worse. Yeah. than
1: then... but for you dynasty players, you Sonny know, look Michelle. look out for Isaiah Spiller touches, just because you probably do have him still on your squad if you drafted him this year. So yeah, it'll be nice to see Josh what he
0: Palmer. Yeah, Josh Palmer's also been ruled out of this game and it sounds like Keenan Allen may sit out another game because they have their bye week next week. Um so he was saying that there's a possibility that he would sit this one out just to make sure he's healthy and it doesn't linger any longer. Uh that could be interesting, I mean because that basically leaves, you know, Mike Williams and Carter as his only receivers, which means I expect a massive game out of Eckler if if both of them are out. Uh, This is basically just an Eckler game.
1: Yeah, I like Gerald Everett, too.
0: Yes, Gerald Everett is a great play this week as well. It's a really
2: good matchup for tight ends as well. So I think Everett is an awesome play. We're going to talk about him a little later. And then um, Jalen Guyton, you know, when they're missing so many wide receivers it's possible we've seen him have some big games before and usually uh, on some deep balls yeah usually a downfield stretch kind of guy but you you might see him get a couple extra targets and then if he does catch one of those long bombs he could end up having a pretty big day
0: okay well let's jump over to our our flex options this week as far as you know some of our players about Keenan Allen just because
1: I saw somebody say on Twitter and I haven't stopped laughing about it since that Brian Robinson got shot and came back before Keenan Allen did. Yeah.
0: There's a big age difference as well, though. You know? I've so. seen
2: a lot of players being compared to Brian Robinson and Michael Thomas and stuff. And it's like, man, these they're different injuries. They are. Like things are, you know, you can't really compare apples to oranges, but it's pretty impressive that Brian Robinson got shot twice and came back in in a handful of weeks yeah
1: like in a ir
2: stint
1: like (laughs) so
2: yeah but we'll talk about brian robinson here shortly
0: whoa i uh just saw this on twitter i don't know how real this is but the denver broncos are currently actively trying to trade wide receiver jerry judy before the november 1st trade deadline Sources confirm that the Baltimore Ravens have reached out to Denver for Jerry Judy.
1: No, my Bateman shares.
2: That's gross. I don't think I would want it. I think if I'm a Ravens fan, I don't really want that. Judy hasn't shown a lot. One day ago, the report was
1: Broncos are not looking to trade Jerry Judy, so. Yeah, this is I mean, kind that's what the,
2: that's what was said about the Panthers and CMC was, oh, they're not going to trade him, and then it's like, well, maybe they are. So, yeah. you know, these teams they don't like to show their hands ahead yeah. of time.
1: I think the Giants is is where I would most like to see him go
2: from a fantasy football perspective. There's yeah. definitely targets there. I, just don't I think see him go. <laughs> I'd much rather see Elijah Moore
1: go to the Giants.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I
1: can see that. So, all right, well, that let's talk about like a few flex general.
0: options. Yeah, I um, do that. So, you know, I, I'm, I just have a question as far as, you know, I kind of asked this before we started the episode. This is one that I'm running into. I've seen a couple about the Deontay Johnson, Christian Kirk online, but, you know, I've got to start one wide receiver here, actually as my wide receiver too, um, you know, not in my flex option, but I've got, you know, Juju, Deontay Johnson and Christian Kirk. Um, you know, Christian Kirk has had a couple of down weeks. He got bailed out by that touchdown last week. Deontay Johnson's just struggling in general. He's got the most targets out of any wide receiver this season, but not doing a lot with it. Um, and then, you know, we have uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who we talked a little bit about, has been building a little bit more of a rapport with with uh, Patrick Mahomes. You know, out of those three, you know, which one and why would you guys start them?
2: Well, I think I like Juju the most, uh, for this week and going forward on the season. Uh, I'm definitely a little worried about Deontay Johnson. He's getting the volume you like to see, but, uh, with that rookie quarterback and, and things like that, I mean, the schedule is going to get easier for the Steelers. They've played some really tough teams, so, so I could see things getting a lot better. Um, for, you know, for Pickett and for his receiving core. Um, but yeah, this this week at least I would go juju, and I'm I'm a little more confident in him going forward. And Christian Kirk, though, the the struggles there, I'm not sure exactly what's going on because it seems like his targets have come down a lot from where they were like in the preseason at the beginning of the regular season. He was getting targeted all the time. And so it's uh It's tough. Um, You know, defenses seem really keyed in on him as that's the guy that uh, Lawrence wants to throw to. And so if they can take that away, then the offense will struggle. And it's worked uh, for the most part. So uh, does it
0: worry you Juju going up up against San Francisco and San Francisco with adjusted schedule being, you know, the number one
2: uh, pass defense? No, because it's the Chiefs. It's Pat Mahomes. It's Andy Reid. They're going to be able to move the ball. So, okay, I, I you know the Niners are a good defense, but they also have a lot of injuries on defense. They're not quite as scary as they were to start the season. Uh, I don't think they're going to have. Are they going to have Bosa back this week? Yes,
1: he was almost almost and and
2: and Warren. Okay, I mean. Then it it definitely hurts the upside of of Mahomes, but I think Juju's probably still a pretty safe option. Like I said, they're still going to be able to move the ball. Mm-hmm. I think Juju's yeah. going to get
1: his eight targets this week, and you know that. Hopefully, you're you're basically hoping he gets sixty to a hundred yards and a touchdown, and that's. I feel like he has a better shot at that this week than Deontay Johnson does better shot at that this week than Christian Kirk does
2: yeah and the Jags are up against the Giants who've been a really respectable defense they're like the number one so far against wide receiver this year yeah so it's not like he has a much better matchup so I, I think I'd rather go with Juju this week
0: I'm actually shocked the Giants are uh plus three you know the the Jags are favored in this game I'm a little I'm a little surprised in that one I get that the Jags are at home, but the Giants' defense has played really good. Their offense has played pretty good. A
2: um, little yeah, surprised that the Jags are really yeah. yeah, Saquon could run all over this defense. They haven't been good against running back, and he's been awesome so far. So, I think, uh, and, and also he's uh, he's completely off the injury report. Just so everybody yeah. can be nice and confident in their Saquon starts this week. He's he's good to go. That nice,
1: warm, cozy feeling of a. of a a a healthy healthy Saquon.
0: (laughs) Is there there anyone you want to talk about, Josh? That you're you're struggling um, as far as flexing?
1: I'm having issues in, in our Dynasty League. I have an open flex spot that I need to fill with either Bateman, Rashad Bateman, or David Montgomery, who normally I think in this situation I would just go ahead and slam David Montgomery into my lineup, but he plays New England this week at New England in the lowest over-under, I think, even of maybe the year at 29.5 points. That is so gross. And Patriots are favored by 7.5 points. So it is, I mean, it's atrocious out there for the Bears right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, that that means the implied point total for the Bears is like 11 and a half or something like that. Yeah. So that's it's ugly. Some field goals, 11 points.
0: So, um, you know, I guess with that, that I guess being said, you know, I I if, if Bateman's out and he, or he's ready and he's going to play, I think you have to have Bateman in your lineup. Um, I would have Bateman in my lineup over David Montgomery. I just worry about this game in general, if they can even get into scoring position to help David Montgomery get that Mm -hmm. touchdown. Um, Yeah.
1: If they can even be on the other side of the 50.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just saw what, you know, new England's done over and over and over again is take away the best options. I mean, look what they they just did to to Nick Chubb.
1: Yeah. Good offenses aren't getting things done against New England and this is a bad offense
0: well Nick Chubb had seven seven and a half fantasy points against New England and he was the RB one at the time so what is David Montgomery going to be able to do you know they're just going to stack the box against them Um, you certainly
2: don't have to guard the wide receivers
0: (laughs) yeah Uh, and I think that the corners can play you know man coverage and be just fine I think I worry a lot about David Montgomery this week
1: yeah So right now he's on my bench. I've got Bateman in the flex. You guys think that's smart? Would you rather flex someone like Jerry Judy with a backup riping, or would you rather Well, that's what I was going to
0: talk about next was Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy in general. I mean, where are we at with them this week with no Russ? I mean, is Jerry Judy or Sutton even safe? I mean,
1: have they had Russ at all this season? (laughs)
0: No, but I mean at least Sutton has gotten, you know, a majority right. of the targets. Do you see that happening again this week against a pretty good Jets secondary? Um, you know, to be honest, right now, I benched Cortland Sutton for
2: Brandon Ayuk.
1: I just benched him as well for Michael Gallup.
2: Man, Sauce Gardner has been uh-huh. phenomenal this year. Yeah. So, trying to start Courtland. And and it's tough because of all the injuries for the Broncos. You would expect that Cortland Sutton, they almost have to throw him the ball, but <laughs> that's easier. It doesn't mean they'll complete those passes, and that's going to be a lot easier said than done because he's he's just never going to be open. Sauce yeah. Gardner is all over these wide receivers out there, and Broncos have injuries on the O line, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, oh so yeah. Garrett bulls broke his
1: is leg. Face of your backup QB trying to get the ball out to a uh, uh, Cortland Sutton who's got sauce all over him.
2: completely covered <laughs> in sauce. Courtland Someone gives Sutton. this
1: man a napkin.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's not I pretty, don't know. I, I, I think
1: Batman is still Jets your team. safest. Yeah. Me too. I'll,
0: yeah. I, like I'm I think thinking uh, of playing
2: them over the Buccaneers defense this week at the Panthers. I don't know who that's one of the, my starts decisions for our dynasty league. Because I just grabbed the Jets off waivers and I've got the Bucks and the Bucks have been great, but And the Panthers have been bad. And the, yeah, I think I'm probably gonna stick with the Bucks, but
0: I would probably still go with the Bucks as I much as like to...
2: Yeah.
0: I mean <sighs> the still have some weapons, um, you know, to at least move the ball. So Yeah, that's true. <sighs> I don't know. I would still go with the Bucks, but well, let's talk a little bit about a couple of other players too. What about as far as the um, Green Bay Packers go? I mean, you've got Alan Lazard, Romeo Dobbs, AJ Dillon. You know, those are all flex options that people are are kind of going back and forth on. I mean, where are you on all of them? Randall Cobb is out this week. Um, are you? You know, are you safe starting any of them? Yeah, against a think- pretty bad Washington secondary.
1: I think Lazard is someone that you can confidently start. I think if you want to flex Romeo Dobbs this week and you know, the I'm not confident in it, but at the same time, it's somebody that I'm I'm looking at. Would you flex Dobbs over like Tyler Lockett who's questionable this week?
0: I kind of like Dobbs, uh, but I mean, Lockett's always interesting, uh, but he's, He's been hampered by that injury. We we saw it kind of hurt him a little bit last week. Um, I I do I like Dobbs uh, this week. I think the Washington secondary can you know give up some points. Um,
2: Man, so can the Chargers though, and that's a high of fifty-one and a half is the over/under for that Seahawks Chargers game. I like that. Lockett's been pretty decent the last few weeks starting to get some rapport in that offense with, uh, yeah, Gino Smith,
1: two really good weeks, right? Are yeah.
2: they
0: starting JC Jackson or is he uh, permanently benched? I, mean, I he's don't been know. Terrible. I know. he's given Shockingly. up so many yards. Like he was their huge signing in the off season and he has just been getting torched this
1: year. He got benched on Monday night and he said he feels heated. He yeah.
0: So that could be an interesting one. Um,
1: I don't know. I'm kind of torn on that one, I guess. Eighty-two point five uh, million dollars contract and they put him on the bench on Monday night.
0: Yeah. Well, that shows what kind of coach he has. He wanted to win, you know. Um, that that means something. So, you know, you've also got, you know, on the other side of the ball, the Washington side, you got Scary Terry, and then you've got Curtis Samuel with a backup Taylor Heineke, who, you know, did fine for them last year. I mean, would you start Romeo Dobbs or would you start Curtis Samuel?
2: I would start Dobbs. I think I would, too.
1: Yeah, I
0: think I'm in the same boat because we don't know like Lizard, what Lazard Samuel
2: can get. Lazard, I'm really confident in at this point. But, yeah, Dobbs, uh, you know, wide receivers you're going to have up and down weeks. But uh, Aaron Rodgers at least doesn't hate Dobbs. He wants to throw him the ball sometimes. So yeah, and he comes up with some good plays, too. Yeah. I like the
1: talent on the field. Breaking news, guys, Tyler Lockett, says he plans on playing on sunday that sounds like the the news for him so that's good news it makes me a little bit more confident
0: i'm definitely confident starting him then if he's good to go and he's gonna play i'm confident starting tyler lockett i mean that offense moves the ball uh and you can move the ball against the chargers and i would rather uh, start
2: lockett than either bronco I would rather oh, start him definitely. over anybody for commanders. Washington yeah. other than maybe Scary Terry and him are close, but I think I'd I go like Lockett scary, Terry because she... of the quarterback situation. I think I'd take Lockett. I think he has a higher ceiling. I would start yeah. Lazard over Lockett, but not Dobbs.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm, I, I, I can see that. Would you flex I, I do like I Lazard over all those
2: sweet. guys. Oh, yeah. You. Yeah, same. Zeke. Oh yeah, definitely. This week I love for the Zeke. This week. And I think I think <laughs> now maybe, what about- I think maybe if after Zeke blows up this week, like I, I haven't looked at the full schedule. So maybe if they're good coming up, you should continue to play Zeke. But he's he's gonna be one of those guys where when he runs out of good matchups, I would like to try and trade him. I, yeah. you know, I'm I'm kind of worried there. I don't have a Long choice. Term.
0: I can't really trade him anymore. Like he was a I was going to trade him candidate, and I'm glad I didn't trade him to you. Cause I almost did. I was I was gonna talk to you a lot more about that. But now that <laughs> Jeff Wilson and Elijah Mitchell are non-existent, I would have been in so much trouble if I did not have him. Uh right. that would have hurt me so bad. Um, I wish I would have traded you Jeff Wilson and Elijah Mitchell though. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm. I'm. It's not sitting or looking very pretty for me right now. Can Man. I ask about
2: one name, guys? <laughs> so, h- hang on just a sec. Is so Zeke's schedule coming up? He plays Detroit this week, Chicago next week, then a bye, then at Green Bay, at Minnesota. So I like.
0: I like the Green Bay matchup. I know that sounds surprising, but yeah, Green no, Bay, it's fine.
2: you know, um, Minnesota's I like not bad either. Then he plays yeah. he plays the Giants week 12. That could be rough. Then he plays Indy, Houston and Jacksonville. But then his week 16 and 17 games are Philly and Tennessee. So those are, you know, your championship weeks. Yeah, those could be. I don't, those like, the be, Philly, those I don't be like the brutal. Philly
0: matchup, except for he had a great game. His best game of the season came against Philly.
2: Right. Yeah, fifteen point one though is not. He he got a touchdown on thirteen for eighty one.
0: I would take fifteen point one out of Zeke for me as my you know RB two at the moment. Yeah. Um. So you know, I might,
2: yeah, yeah. You know what? Maybe I would just roll with it.
0: Yeah, Unless you can get a
2: lot of value for him coming off of like a huge game this week. I would I think you're probably fine just rolling with him the rest of the way. OK,
0: let's talk about just a couple of other players before we jump into our DFS Smackdown. Um, where are you guys at with Travis ETN
1: this week? He plays the Giants, which is not a very friendly matchup. Is that right?
0: Um, yes, he does play the Giants.
1: Yeah, so home against the Giants. But- I'm not super eager about it, but at the same time, like I don't want to start James Robinson. I think that Travis ETN is probably going to get, you know, the the more significant. Um, I know this sounds crazy, but touches,
0: I as, yeah. I, I, see, I see an ETN breakout this week. I'm like even it. if
1: they split their actual touches, I think ETN gets the you know it's not going to be run up the middle right into a tough D line that's going to. Take him down immediately. They're gonna try to get him out in open
2: space. So yeah. I don't want to start either this week against that Giants D.
0: I think you can flex Etienne. He's getting involved more and more in the receiving game. Uh I think in a half PPR or full PPR, I think he's got a pretty safe floor now. Um and He still doesn't I, I don't, have don't a touchdown Etienne. on the season, does he? He'll have one this week.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Calling it right now. Calling it. Put a stamp on it. Put it on the board. All right. Let's talk about the the Jets receiving core though. Uh Elijah Moore is not going to play this week uh, because he requested the trade. They're not going to trade him, but they don't think his head is in it. So we've got uh Garrett Wilson, you know, going against Denver. Are you guys comfortable having him in your lineup at all?
2: Mm, I don't no. think so. Denver's secondary him. is very, very good.
0: Yeah. I would bench him in any way that you possibly could.
2: Um, and Corey
1: Davis and. Proud and Denver's given up one touchdown. Brees Hall, we're all playing Brees Hall. Oh, you I'm have playing to play Brees Hall.
2: Hall. Absolutely. Brees Hall could smash on yeah. this Denver defense, whereas I think it's going to be rough for the wide receivers. Um, Denver's bad against tight end though, So. Maybe a Conklin resurgence.
0: But we've we've we keep saying Denver's days. bad against the tight end, but have they been bad against the tight end this season?
1: They weren't against Darren Waller
0: or Gerald Everett. You know, we haven't really seen them be bad against the tight end this season. You know, and really against the running backs, you know,
2: their third and adjusted probably, schedule. So The only person that's had a good game is because Josh. Because of Jacobs. Kelsey. We haven't even played Kelsey. Yes, haven't played Kelsey yet. Okay.
0: Hmm. It was OJ Howard's two touchdowns on two okay. catches in week one. <laughs> okay.
1: Or week two. So he got administrated you know, by one player in week one.
0: But, but just in his only two catches were touchdowns. Right. So it's not like, you know, it's not like, uh, it's kind of an interesting, you know, scenario. I, I in an adjusted schedule, even, even the running game, you know, we talk about Brees Hall, he could have a massive game, but really the only running back that's had a good game against Denver has been Josh Jacobs. Um, other than that, they've been really, really good against the running game.
2: Okay. So, so, so then. But I think Brees Hall is
0: still in your lineup. I mean, I don't, I don't think you take him out at all. I just worry about their receiving game in general. I think, you know, it, that's basically you just kind of take them out of the your lineup if you can.
2: So then I think we would all probably take the under on the 41 and a half in this game, considering we expect both defenses to show up and basically only Brace Hall to be operating effectively on a, on an offensive side. Yes. Right. I mean, how do you feel about Melvin Gordon? No. no I wouldn't start
0: either running back until we get more information as far as yes. Melvin Gordon is the starting running back in quotes. um, but You know, what does that really mean? He was the starting running back last week. I mean, he said that too. They came out and asked him, they interviewed him and they said, you know, you're the, you know, how does it feel to be the starting running back again? Like, you know, so I I think, I think you just avoid this game as much as you can. Realistically. Cool. I think Brees Hall is about the only one that I feel confident starting right now.
2: And the jets D yes. And the Broncos Broncos D D. like, yeah,
0: you know, I like both. Uh, I like both defenses this week. Um, Uh, okay. Last one we're going to talk about before we jump into the DFS Smackdown is, uh, Damian Harris. Um, it looks like he's going to play this week. You know, how do you guys feel about getting him into your lineup?
1: Uh, yeah, he's no longer on the injury report. He plays the bears. Um, I think he and Ramondre Stevenson are probably both playable this week. I'd flex him around the same, you know, like I would play him over David Montgomery,
2: um, because of yeah, the matchup. I like them both. Because of the matchup, yeah, I think you can play both, but I think going forward, this probably hurts Ramondre to have Damian Harris back in the mix. I think we're gonna go back to more of what yep. we saw early on, where they're gonna split a lot, but Harris is more trusted with those touches in the red zone and stuff. So I feel um, the same way. And and Harris is gonna get it done in the red zone, guys. Like it's not <laughs> He does. Yes. He scores touchdowns, so it's not just going to all of a sudden be Ramondre's touches. Like I know he looked good in those games without Damian Harris, but Damian Harris is the starting running back for this football team. Yep. Yep.
0: All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump over to uh, the old DFS Smackdown. Well, it came down to. It was actually a pretty good week this week. We had a lot of high scores this week. All three of us over 100. Um, I snuck out the win 153.16. Josh had 144.42. And Jordan. Back to back weeks, Jordan. Mm. What's
2: going on here? What's going on here? You know, 129.36. Even even though the swap helped me, it didn't help me enough. So it it was a rough week.
0: It is. Well, let's hop into let's hop into this week and uh see if we can do it again. So um you guys got your lineups pulled up? I do. Okay. I'm good. Jordan, why don't you go ahead and uh name your quarterback?
2: So this week I'm gonna go with Jimmy G against Kansas City. He's fifty five hundred. Okay, okay. Uh Josh?
1: I got Derek Carr home against Houston, fifty nine hundred.
0: Okay. I have uh, Joe Burrow, 6,900 at uh, Atlanta at home. Nice. So uh, two running backs, Jordan.
2: I went with Saquon Barkley, 7,900, and Ken Walker, 5,800.
1: Those are mine as well.
2: Those are mine as well. Oh, all right. Cool. <laughs> okay.
1: well.
0: So wash there. Um <laughs> Uh okay, uh
2: Jordan. Why that's, do you give your uh, wide receivers? That's hilarious. Okay, so for my wide receivers, I went with a double stack with Jimmy G. I took Brandon Ayuk for six thousand. I took uh, Debo Samuel for seventy six hundred, and I took T Higgins for sixty four hundred. Okay, Josh,
1: I went with uh, Devonte Adams for my stack with Derek Carr, eight thousand seven hundred. DK Metcalf for sixty six hundred. Uh, at the chargers and then Romeo Dobbs for 5,000, uh, home against, oh, sorry. At Washington.
0: Okay. I also have Devonte Adams, 8,700, uh, Houston, uh, at Las Vegas. I have a uh, Deandre Carter for the chargers, um, for 3,700. Nice. And T Higgins, the stack with Joe Burrow for 6,400. Okay. Uh, Tight end. Why don't you just give tight end flex and defense?
2: Let's Jordan. do it. I got Gerald Everett at 4,000 in my tight end spot. The flex, uh, I needed somebody kind of cheap. I went Justice Hill, 4,200. And I have the Jets defense at Denver, 2,600. Okay. For my tight Josh.
1: end, I went with Cade Otten at Carolina for tw- 2,700, real cheap and should be useful. Uh, for flex, I'm going with Alec Pierce at uh, 4,600. He's at Tennessee. And then my defense was also the Jets for 2,600 at Denver.
0: Okay. Tight end, I went with Greg Dulcich for 2,500. Uh at Flex. <laughs> this is why I was talking of Travis Etienne. No, not really though. I really like him this week. Uh Travis Etienne is my Flex for fifty four hundred. And I also went with the Jets defense at twenty six hundred. <laughs>
2: All, All right. right. So our running backs and defenses are canceled out. And okay. uh you gotta make a swap for me, Brandon. Ooh, I forgot about that. Ooh. Ooh. It's time for it's time for the punishment. <laughs> <laughs> i will uh send my lineups over to you right now so you can take a look
0: okay let's see here i right get there in to the group swap chat. out oh i'm trying to get it to load here i could change a running back so we don't all have the same running backs you could do it let me see here let's open up the sunday games this is fun. I love being able to change lineups, uh, create a lineup. All right. So I like your wide receivers, Brandon, Ayuk. the double stack though. That's kind of interesting. Tight end. I don't really like to change. Let's look at the running back position. We've never changed a running back. So we usually um, go a wide out. Uh, must be within a thousand, right? Yep. Seventy nine hundred. Damn. There's not a lot of running backs I could swap to. Because it, yeah, it drops quick. Because
2: right
0: it drops quick. You know, you got Fournette, Aaron Jones, and Joe Mixon, and then it drops too far out of reach. So we're gonna go over to the wide receiver position. <laughs> um, man, Brandon Ayuk's cheap. 6,000. What's Debo at? 7,600. 7, who do I have on my team that I need to have a good week? Because um, <laughs> that's who I need to swap out for you. You need uh, to put in,
2: yep. Somebody that's uh, on your team.
0: That's- somebody that's on my team. We talked about this. I was going to do that this week. So that's kind of an interesting one. Oh, you know what? You know who I do like?
2: Why did Ritter just drop the Ernest Johnson in Dynasty? He probably had to put somebody out of his IR slot. Oh, probably.
0: Yeah. Um, mm,
2: that's interesting.
0: Alright, well what we're gonna do is we're gonna remove one of your double stacks. So we're gonna take ah. out Brandon Ayuk. And we're gonna put in uh oh, Do I give you Jerry Judy?
2: You're a jerk.
0: I could give you Jerry Judy or Juju Smith-Schuster.
1: Give him Judy.
0: Gross. Yeah, but that would be mean, and I need Juju to do good this week, so we're going to go with Juju Smith-Schuster.
2: Hey, thanks.
0: Yeah, I'll take Juju it. Juju
2: for Ayuk. That's going to help me.
0: I think it'll help you too,
2: but I'm hoping it helps me. <laughs>
1: Appreciate it, bro. You better not win this week, uh,
0: bro. Yeah, He's had two losses in a row, so... I think Brandon Ayuk's actually going to have a really good game.
2: I like Brandon Ayuk this week. So well, me too. That's why um, I put him in my roster. So thanks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Juju finds the end zone. So I think, I think Brandon Ayuk could at least get one touchdown this week. So, well, that will do uh, episode 26 of the best coast fantasy football podcast. You can find us on our main Twitter at best coast FF. You can find me at BCFF underscore Brandon.
2: You can find me at BCF underscore George, BCFF underscore Jordan.
1: <laughs> hey,
0: and it wasn't I'm me at, this
1: time. <laughs> I'm at BCFF Josh.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys. Good luck in week seven. And I will not be here on Monday. I will be at the uh, Portland Trail Blazers game. Let's go, Blazers. Uh, Blazers. It's Zach like the one we all agree on. It is the o- probably one of the only sports we all agree on. Rip <laughs>
1: City, baby. Um,
0: Uh, So Zach will be filling in for me. So look forward to listening to that. But uh, I'll see you guys again on Wednesday. Uh, Thank you so much.